Alive, what's up, bro? Back on my zone, Pussy Back in my zone and I'm focused. Please don't start no commotion. That player, we up and we throwing. Ain't gotta think twice, I'm blowing. Me and I have on a mission to get to the cash or my money growing. I done touched down and I ran up a bag so fast like I'm Jesse Owens. I got your bitch and she hoeing. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Future Shop Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Kerman, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. Stimmy Turner, a.k.a. Stim Duncan, a.k.a. We didn't do nothing, Joe. Um, <laughs> um, a.k.a. Diddy Saint. Um, and on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey y'all, it's your girl Allie Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker, aka that ball headed badass, aka I hope Mel went to rehab, aka Miss Chakra Khan, aka Mrs. Monodramatic, aka that little baby who needs a nap. Man, fuck Mel. She shot my nigga, man. Fuck that nigga. Bro, first of all, you can say fuck Mel, but she's not wrong. Fuck her. Fuck her, bro. Fuck She's her. She's not, bro. You can listen. I hold the same sentiments, but however, bro, if you shot my father, you shot my father dead. She's not you, wrong, Calvin. Your your father wasn't trying to get on the program. If your father got on the program, we all could have been rich. And also, if you ain't get on the goddamn rock, you wouldn't have done that shit. Cause he got mad at me because you became a crackhead. So whose fault is no, it? No, no, you can't even say that. Her father was pissed off with Franklin because you know what? You know what's funny, Calvin? You are literally rooting against the good guy here because I know that in Snowfall, bro, Franklin Saint is the bad guy. We just like him. Listen, Franklin Saint is doing what he needs to do with the hand that he has been dealt. No, he chose that shit. No, the government, the government, the government government came came to him. They did. Came to him. But listen, preparation begets opportunity. So if niggas weren't already slanging rock, there would have been nothing for the government to talk to him about. They were were slanging weed. Normal, regular, regular, regular weed. They was not concerned about his little nickel and dime bags, Calvin, until he started slinging coke. Wasn't nobody concerned. Then nobody comes see Otis and listen. But. Nobody still came to see Otis. You know how he had to sell drugs in the first place? Racism. Because he wanted to go to college. He wanted to be, if you saw in that last episode. I saw it. He couldn't, he couldn't, he was born in the wrong zip code. So he had to do what he had to do, which is why the government is really the bad guy here. Franklin Say is just playing with the cards he is dealt. And guess what? The reason that Andre turned up was because his, his daughter became a rocket. No, Andre was already pissed off. Mel didn't become a crackhead toward the end of the season. Andre already had a vendetta against that nigga because when he used to approach Franklin and said, take a ride with me and said, bro, you have the opportunity to stop right now. Franklin Saint said, get the fuck out of my face. And then his, her daddy said, all right, so we're enemies from now on. And Franklin said, all right. So you can't sit here and, and make then, it seem. And, and then, oh, no. Mel um, was on her way to Andre fucking Spelman during that conversation. And, they got that, and got that right. But then also, what you realize is 
Andre asked Franklin, how do you sleep at night? And he was like, like a baby. Like a baby. So exactly. It's a choice. That nigga was satisfied. He was not satisfied with the fucking, listen, nobody likes the side effects. Nobody likes accountability. Nobody likes the portion. Oh, and I know I got a lot of audacity talking about liking accountability. I have a lot of nerve. I like high pot meat kettle. Kettle. Hi, how you doing? Cookies are in the back. Like my nigga, I know I have a lot of fucking nerve, right? But you have to also realize, although we want to root for Franklin, here's the thing. And I say this all the time. Literally all the time. I do not have a problem with you liking and rooting for your faves. That will never be my issue. My problem is that y'all like and and you honor and like your faves biasly. Them niggas ain't shit, bro. I would not have a problem with the fact that y'all like problematic ass artists if you just admit to the fact that they're problematic. Yeah, I know that nigga raped little girls, but I'm still going to bump R. Kelly. All right. Yeah, XX Tentacion was a piece of shit, but I'm still going to rock his music. Be honest about it. Franklin State is honestly a bad guy, but we like what he stands for, so we root for him. We understand his root causes. We understand why this is and who he is and how he got to become what he is now, but still have to understand that he's serving crack to the same woman he fell in love with Mel. He loved that girl, and his business is... Mel is a byproduct of his business. So it's one of those questions where you got to ask yourself, do I hate the player or the game? You hate the game. But no. The game, again, you, you, talk, you, you talk about built brick by brick. The game. He cuts that nigga smooth with- out. <laughs> I built this shit brick by brick. And you going to tear this shit down because you don't like the way I know the nigga talk. <laughs> he was mad as fuck. <laughs> But this whole Ooh. thing started. I done been this there. Whole thing, this whole thing started when the government, <laughs> because in the eighties it's the government, not the government. The government. G U B M E N T government. When they were mid, they were mind, they were minding they not own business. When they was minding the business of motherfuckers. Let me tell you something. And I am next, so glad. In Nicaragua, trying to sell the rocks, trying to sell, sell the weapons, and they needed some money, and they needed to do it in, in, a, in a way. So that's why they started selling coke. That's right there. If you think the government is still not selling drugs, you're out of your fucking mind. J- literally this summer, that Chase motherfucking submarine with all that goddamn coke in it. You think that's cha- that shit belongs to Morgan Chase? No. So like, that shit you, belonged to Morgan Freeman more than it belonged to Morgan Chase. Okay. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, no. If you think the United States government has nothing to do with the drug game, you're out of your goddamn mind. Niggas don't own boats or planes. The guns are coming from Russia and the coke is coming from Colombia, my nigga. We don't own boats or planes. We're for damn. So, you know, I, here's my thing. Just be honest about it. If that's your shit, be honest about it. That's all I ask. Imagine how how would the government be honest about them selling drugs? How? How? They could at least not be racist about it. Is that too much of an ask? Yes, because God forbid some some brown people get wealthy in this country. Because you know where all the drugs come from? Byproducts of the game you chose to play, my nigga. That's you know, it. Do you know where all the drugs come from? Round countries and brown people. 
brown, listen, there are very few wealthy black or brown people in this country. There's some rich ones. There's very few wealthy ones. And people are asking, because shout out to Chris Rock, people are asking, like, what's the difference? Put it like this. Uh, Kelly Rowland is rich. Yes. The person, the white person who signs Kelly Rowland checks is wealthy. If Bill Gates woke up tomorrow with LeBron James's money, he'd kill himself. He would jump out of a window and slit his throat on the way down. Because LeBron, 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 LeBron is just now getting to the whole point. He might be wealthy. He's like, he's like wealthy light. You feel me? Diet wealthy. Diet wealthy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Gluten-free wealth. <laughs> Responsibly Gates. raised wealth. Free range wealth. Cage free wealth. He is the oat milk of wealth. <laughs> Almond milk of wealth. Okay. You know I mean? Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. They wealthy, wealthy. They, they're they're the they're, almonds, bro. They're the almonds. They're the oats. They're the cow in the farm. And so I say all of that to say that I hate the game, not the player. Because even though we love Franklin, Franklin is a player in the game, but he didn't start the game. You feel me? Like the game was started for him, and he and he looked at his options, and he chose the option that was going to best benefit him and the people around him. And when he chose those options, he didn't necessarily know all the side effects. I think he's admitted that. Um, the girl, your 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 first love is a crackhead. You done been shot. You done you done shot your first love's father. You, you, you done you, shot your homeboy. You done shot your homeboy. You done been locked up. You done low key. You low. You low key done started the gangs because that's coming soon. You low key done birthed Bloods and Crips. You got your mama involved. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't. You did. You did some shit, my nigga. But the money, <laughs> the money's worth it as long as you stay living, man. Everybody say, man, when it comes to the drug game, you don't. You, you either end up dead or in jail. There's very few people who. There's, there's some exceptions, there's but very, there's very few people who end up in a place that's not dead or in jail. Very few. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. As somebody who was raised by an OG, there's just certain shit that you just get. I think the word of the night is byproduct because that's exactly like what me and some of my siblings are. Just being raised by an OG, there's shit that you just get naturally. Like, I ain't gonna lie. My work ethic absolutely comes to the fact that I was raised by people who have who had nothing better to do than get it out the mud. Who will act like, bro, I've seen people around me make rocks bleed. Like, there's no excuses. None. The one thing your girl knows how to do, I know how to bust my ass. I know how to work hard. Now, how hard do I want to work and how long do I want to do it for is two different things. But the one thing I know how to do is take my ass to work. If I ain't gonna do shit else. I'm going to get up and go make some money. <laughs> like, so, yeah, all of that. All of that. But no, you're absolutely right, Calvin. The majority of these niggas are stupid. So they're going to end up dead or in jail. And the crazy thing is, it's not even the stupidity. It's just it's, you're, it's you're, when, the, when uh, you, know how, you know how I love quotes, and you know one of the quotes I always say. Mm-hmm. If the game is rigged, the only way to win the game is to not play. And this game is rigged. The drug game is rigged. Being black in America is rigged. And for a lot of us, it's like, 
you're running this maze and you think you have so many options, but you really have like three. It is a funnel to get to the three. That's really what it is. And and you could be smart as hell, but if you play a game with rigged odds, you lose. Like think about all the smart niggas who go to the casino and what they always say. The house always wins. At some point. At some if you play long enough, the house always wins. Only way you win is if you get out before the house wins. Exactly. So Speaking of being raised by OGs, the one thing that the men and women around me that have that taught me is that because I have a lot of female OGs too, a lot of strong ass women people, ladies and too. Listen, so the one thing that they've always taught me is that it takes a very strong individual to recognize when they may have fucked up, and. I know we giggle a lot about me and accountability, but the one thing my friends know of me is that when I am wrong, I am the first person to say it. Second. And I am the second person to say it. But <laughs> I don't like being wrong. I'll be honest. But I don't like being wrong, but I'm not afraid to be wrong because I think we get caught up in the semantics of right and wrong instead of happy, instead of respect, instead of understanding. And I think that's why I hate. I I hate that. Like, bro, if you fucked up, just say you fucked up so we can move on to the why, so we can fix it moving forward. I don't want to do the back and forth with you because then it looks like we're arguing when in actuality, if I'm telling you how your actions made me feel, there's no argument in that, my nigga. I'm telling you how you made me feel. You can't tell me I'm wrong. What you can do is say, you know what, bro? I see where you're coming from. Because at the bottom line, I don't think anybody cares about being right more than they feel like being understood. And that's at least me. I don't give a flying fuck about being right. I do not care about it. I do not. I'd be wrong a lot more. Like, honestly, I'm wrong a lot because I accept being wrong because A, I don't like to argue. I want to get to the reason. Like, why are we here? I'm not going to argue with you about how I feel about why I'm not wrong. Because if you ask me, I'm never wrong. Because I can justify what made my decision to do what I did okay. That does not mean, and it's very arrogant. That's some it's, airy shit, it's boy. It's very airy shit. Very, very arrogant. It's very arrogant. I'm not wrong, because even if I'm wrong, I can show you why I was right in my head, so I'm right. Like, what? Exactly. But but honestly, that could be applied anywhere. Calvin, if you do something, right, and then you find out on the back end, I don't like it. In the moment, had you known in the moment it was wrong, you wouldn't have done it, right, given the character that you have, Right. If you didn't know that you were wrong until it affected me adversely, then you figured out you were wrong. Okay. Right? I, don't, I know where this is leading, so I'm not going to distract it with, like, philosophical debates right now. Right. So just let me round out my point. Thank sure, you. sis. Thank you. you. Got it. Thank you. All right. The problem with sometimes being a creative is that the world is always amused. Everything is amused. I draw inspiration for a lot of the creative outlets that I have in my life, literally just by living my life. The way I look at certain things, the way I say certain things, the experiences that I have, like they all shape like the way I create and the way I see the world. And I know that I have a very askew way of looking at a lot of shit. 
Like, Alex, you don't live in a fun house. Sometimes shit just is what it is. Like, the images are not distorted. Like, it's a, it, it is what it is. And I struggle with that sometimes. A lot of times. Like, and a lot of it is because I'm also a very cerebral person. I'm always thinking. I'm always in my head. I'm always fixing and tinkering and, and perfecting and sh- shifting and changing something. And that's a lot of my creativity is birthed from that. But constantly being your head is also means that you overthink certain things or you may underthink certain things or underestimate it. And long story short, you couple that with the big ass personality I have. I have a huge personality and for better or for worse, like it, it is, that's just a part of who I am. But in growing and in learning, you realize that not everybody's social tolerance is yours. And not everybody wants to be your creative muse. Not everybody wants to be a part of it. Not everything is for consumption. And when you overstep those boundaries, even inadvertently, it's a boundary that was still crossed, right? So you atone for it. And sometimes, because we can't take words back, it sorry just doesn't cut it. So I'm a hard, things are not, I don't commit to things very easily. I do not. I'm an Aries. I don't, commitment is something, it's a concept. <laughs> commitment is a spectrum. <laughs> like, I, I, just, I, 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 I feel like that's not what that means commitment is a spectrum but anyway but when i tell you that i'm devoted to something it means that my heart is in it and when i tell you that i am devoted and committed when i couple those things and when i tell you i'm committed to something because of how anti-commitment my black ass actually is like i think everything is optional i've always freedom to me has always been option so commitment sounds very final And there are certain things worth committing to. There are certain things also worth devoting to simultaneously to make sure that not only your heart, your mind, and your body is in it. So when I tell you that I am committed to being a better friend and a better person to you, I mean that. Which means that I'm putting my 10 toes exactly where my mouth is. Like, I'm standing on my word. Standing. And I mean that shit. And when I stand for something, I'm willing to die about it. And anybody who knows me knows that much. To this person I may have affected, I did affect, excuse me. I am sorry. And what's crazy is that this individual asked me not even to talk about it. And um, I, I'm going to honor that by just not even, of course, no details, but <laughs> um, I feel like mistakes should be corrected in the exact same way that they were made. So publicly, I want to issue an apology. I love you. You mean the world to me. And whatever it means for us to make our relationship right, I am going to do that. Because just because my friends and my relationships are not going to be casualties and the revolutionary civil war I am having with myself. My friends know who they are, and they know that I love them. And if you question my love for you, 
You don't have to be my friend anymore. That's okay. Everybody's allowed to be at their wit's end, including me, though. Like, let's not forget that. But the one thing my real friends know is that if Alex gives you her word, I don't break it. I'm, I don't break my promises. Even if I have to communicate when and how, it gets done and it gets, I, I stand on it. I keep my promises. So when I tell you that I'm committed and devoted to being a better person to you, to this individual, I mean that shit. You are a friend. You are somebody who has been down to ride since day fucking one for better or for worse. And there's no motherfucking way that I would ever have an issue with anybody I care about that deeply and not bust my ass to make it right. And not only make it right, but to make sure that it would never happen again. And for everybody listening who's just like, bro, Alex must have really fucked up. I did. I did. Ego and love cannot coexist. So if you find yourself having an issue with somebody and you're the reason why it's not fixed, that is ego. And you need to question if you actually care and love about the person that, like you claim you do. If I say that I love you, there's no fucking way I would choose myself. So if I'm in a situation and I find myself doing that, I am reevaluating our relationship and moving accordingly. But tonight, that's not the case. I ran my mouth enough. Um, Calvin, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta let you, gotta let you get get your get your shit off. Um, I'll say this as one half of a dream team. We understand we ain't for everybody. We we never planned on being for everybody. We never want to be for everyone. Um, and so any time there's an apology that comes from one of us, understand that it's not out of the, oh, we're trying to save our ass or, oh, we're trying to, trying to, you know, do some bullshit public situation just, just to kind of cover ourselves. Truth be told, excuse me, 90% of the, 90% of the opinions I get, I don't give a fuck about. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm the complete opposite, and we know that. <laughs> and, I give and, a flying fuck about you know what, and I'll I put hate... it like this. I'll put it like this, and I'll, and let me finish here. I'm sorry. It it took a while for me to be okay with me. Um, just fighting, just all of the negative thoughts, and finding everything that you that I've grew up with. So it took a long time for me to be okay with me and for me as a creative, because a podcast is a creation. Um, you know, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. And so because of that, the majority of times, like, I, I fight for the art. Like, because I believe in the art. I, if I don't put anything out, I don't believe in. I accept constructive criticism, but I put, whatever I put it, whatever I put out, I'm willing to stand on. And so when these times come where you kind of get called to the red table, you, you don't take those times lightly, lightly for what you're saying. It's like, I have to 
am I willing to lose someone over me standing on what I believe in? See, and, and this is where, sorry, go and, ahead, Colin. And 9.5 times out of 10, for me, yeah, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, if I believe, if I believe what I stand in and we don't agree with that, then I'm willing to stand on what I believe in. But there's a certain echelon of people that are the exceptions. We all have those people that like love and ego don't mix. You know what I mean? So we all those people that like, because I know the value that you've added to my life. I know the wars we've been through. I, I know the person that you are versus certain people that that rule doesn't apply to. And I think with you, the person in question, and we ain't got to talk on too long because we're going against that person's wishes, that he, that person is in the echelon of like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me go ahead and you know, make amends the best way I can. You know, we, we, I told you, I told you we can't unring a bell, right? Because you hit, you hit me offline and we can't unring a bell. We can't, un, we can't undo what's already been said and heard. But what we can do is make amends moving forward. I think that on the opinion part, because of what we do and how we do it, it's a part of my job to care. I care about what people think about what I produce and put into this world. And it's one thing to say that, oh, fucking opinion. Oh, sure. And also, honestly, there's certain opinions. Like, I'm going to be real. Not everybody can criticize me. Not everybody has the, uh, the authority to, to pull my card. Because, baby, you have no spade. What the fuck are you talking about? You niggas know what I mean? Niggas, niggas out here trying to, trying to pull my card and they got a queen of diamonds like nigga, you know you. it's like baby what are we doing here like not everybody can it's not that but do i listen yeah do i at least hear you out absolutely how much of your shit do i consume is absolutely up to me but i'm gonna give anybody who takes the time out to tune into what i create optional uh, excuse me optional listening and paying attention to the art that i create is a complete option for the majority of listeners actually yeah the only two people who have to listen to the shit is me, you, and Gil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody else honestly can listen to anything the fuck else. And probably something that's 10 times better or more or enhances our life or gives them something they can actually use. We just talk shit. And I divulge a lot of myself. Sometimes regrettably so in this case and a lot of different. I'm going to be honest with you. I have some episodes I straight up cringe when people talk to me about it. I cringe. I have some episodes where I was like, oh my God, I really talked about that on what? Or, oh my God, um, I'm getting cussed out right now and I deserve that shit, but it's you, so fuck that. Or it's him, so I can't, you know what I mean? Or it's them or some nigga, some disposable ass nigga who has the audacity to get in his fucking feelings because he was amused and he wanted to be. You know what I mean? There's and, certain and, and so And so that's what I mean when I say what I say, like if I have been, like, I always say this, if I offend you, I want it to be on purpose. If I piss you off, I want it to be on purpose. I don't ever want to accidentally offend you. I don't ever want to accidentally piss you off or accidentally make you frustrated. Because, you know what I mean? Like that's how I move. Like it's one of the things I want to move it with intention. There are certain things that I say on this platform I know pisses certain people off. Good. That's the intended response. Because 
you did some shit that made me pissed off. So here, have this energy. And there are certain people that like will come to me and be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me highlight you. Unintentional. And I think I think when we have this platform, you have to move with intention. And I think in in this case, like the intention wasn't to make this person feel some type of way. And so because that wasn't the intention, but that was a result, that is when the conversation needs to be had. Like a lot of times, you know, and, and where I come from is like, look, you can feel however you want to feel about me and my art. That's, that's, your, that's your right. That's your prerogative. You feel me? Like we are to a, an extent, we are, we are the people sub, supplying the customers and the customer's always right. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, list, the listener, you know, has, has a valid opinion, but it's also like, where is your intention in this critique that you're giving me? Is is your intention? Oh, you want to shit on, you want to shit on me. You want to make me feel bad. Or you just, you just want to start an argument. Is your intention for, you want us to help. You want us to grow. You want us to help grow. You want to help us be better people. Or is your intention. There are certain people who I know criticize the podcast that have not listened to an episode. Like there's somebody. There are people who tell me all the time. There's some people who tell me all the time what we should or shouldn't be talking about, who I know for a fact don't listen to the show. So and, don't and, get me and wrong. I, and I want to Discernment is absolutely there. This. And I want to say this to, to those people. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, I promise you, like, I have learned to discern whose opinions matter and whose doesn't. Yeah. And, and if and for this person, it this person's opinion matters, and so that's why we're we're taking time out to make sure that this person understands that the the shit that offended you, you have every right to be offended by. The intention wasn't there. You feel me? And and I and I'm kind of you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm the reason why I'm speaking on it is because we share this platform, so anything. You know what I'm saying? We we anything that that gets addressed to you, you know what I'm saying, gets addressed to me. And vice versa. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I know that like there's probably been some things I said the co-signing or disagreeing with shit you said that's pissed some people off. And you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But I just yeah. wanted to I in the in this in this particular thing, just wanted to make sure that this particular person understands that the intention of you was not to you know, disparage or discredit or to kind of make the And I think they know that. And I know they know that. I know they know that. But I think that it was a boundary and I crossed it. And when you do that, you have to recognize, apologize and readjust. And also understand that that may affect the way this person chooses to move with you moving forward. And that's okay too. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like I said- Actions actions have consequences. Like Period. Period, and that's literally it. Actions have consequences. I mean, sometimes or unintended consequences. But I think any any grown person worth their salt understands that like certain actions have consequences, and like you deal with that shit. You you may not like it, but you deal with it. And and I think you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna go through that, and you're gonna and you're gonna understand that, and then you're gonna hopefully get to a point where you guys can move past the the, everything like that. Absolutely. I don't see, I don't see, I don't see this being a breakup. 
But space, yeah. A breakup, nah. Not at all. I love you. That's the last thing I want to say is that I want to make sure that this individual knows that I love them and they know that I love them and they know that it's going, I'm a ride and slide every time for this person. So I love you. I fucked up. Forgive me. Call me. <laughs> Moving forward, Calvin. Uh, let's put this week in rice. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> About a week ago, a week ago, our nigga's home. Um, yesterday, yesterday. Um, Bobby so not Schmerder, a week ago, but Bobby Schmerder home. A, a, a day ago. Uh, <laughs> um, yesterday, uh, Bobby Schmerder was released from New York State prison um, after serving a six-year sentence, six-and-a-half-year sentence. For um, not running his fucking mouth. No. Let's, let's, if we're going <laughs> to say it, let's say it. The charges, he put it like this, the charges that Bobby Schmurder and the DS9 crew, which includes uh, Rowdy Rebel, if they got sentenced to the maximum amount on all the charges that they were charged, they could have served. They could have served like ninety years in prison. Now we, all, we <laughs> I ain't got it either, nigga. <laughs> now we as black people know that oftentimes that the prosecutor, the prosecutor's office, and the state they trump up the charges and and to scare people into plea deals, and that's what happened. So the reason, why, and so the main reason that this is a very big deal. It's because Bobby Smurder, GS9, was one of the hottest crews in New York, in the country, at the time of their legal, their legal issues, their legal troubles. And so, but, and like, if we think about it, the entire hot nigga song is them just dry snitching on themselves. Like, there's names drop, like, oh yeah, it's I shot a body about a week ago. We like, 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 <laughs> dude caught a body about a week ago. He just shot this nigga. He just slid on this nigga. Like, what's the difference between that and first day out, Calvin? There's no difference. And I, and guess what? Guess what? Gucci and Kodak and JT, all of them niggas, could possibly be brought up on charges. There's a court case that just went in, I forget the state, where we're, le- where we're legally trying to, like, introduce rap lyrics as evidence. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Wait this- a minute. That is a complete violation of the First Amendment. Exactly, especially because no one does that with any other <laughs> rap genre. So, listen, you and your weed lungs think you're coughing on my fucking episode. Anyway, Sorry, anyway, but that's so, yes, all of that's real. So, so they got popped at like the height of their powers. Like, imagine if Beyonce just dropped self title and then had to go to jail. I'll be standing outside talking about something. Bitch! Honey, honey. <laughs> so, so that's what it is, and so they get these trumped up charges to kind of, you know, push people into a plea deal. And so Bobby's initial plea deal is five years. They say like, you plead to this, you get five years. But his his eighth boon coon, Roddy Rebel, they're giving him twelve. Ooh. And so Bobby asks, "It's like, look, what can we do to reduce like?" His sentence. They was like, "Can we knock him down to five? Like, you know, what I'm saying, what are we doing?" And then he, they, what they told him was like, "We can knock him down to seven, but if we knock him down to seven, you also got to do seven. Mind you, Bobby's initial sentence is five, mm-hmm. so he, so they're like, we can knock him down to seven, but you got to do two extra years if you want to if you want your man to get out 
at in seven. Bobby took a look at the options and was like, fuck it, give me the seven. Took one for the team, took one for the dogs. And the reason why this is important is because with the troll known as Sakashi 69 still running out here untouched, which is an amazing, amazing statement to say. You know what? I I knew niggas was pussy because George Zimmerman has the audacity to autograph Skittles. I knew niggas was pussy then. And then 6ix9ine was in Jersey. That nigga is be in Jersey. Kicking it. Pussy. And, and, I, and I'll say this. We know that 6ix9ine at this point, he rolls with, you know, he got like a whole security team on his six, right? But the reason why this is important is the same reason it was important to celebrate um, little Kim when she got out of jail. Or is like, we're trying to show people that you can gain notoriety, not the right way, because yeah, they, could, they, they ran afoul of the law, they broke rules. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can still get that support if you hold it down and you do what's right by your people. And you can still get that support and you ain't got to go to all fame is good fame. All press is good press route. Um, when I hear people say that, honestly, I'd be like, all right, if you're an attention whore, just say that. Because I'll be honest with you, there's certain attention I hate. And a lot of people are attention whores, man. It is what it is. A lot of people, a lot of people are attention whores. Um, but I think that's why it's important is because it's like, look, this is, this is what we're doing. This is how we rock in. He took two extra years to make sure his man could take five less. You feel me? And and truth be told, a lot of people wouldn't do that. A lot of people wouldn't take two or three years of them not seeing their family, take two or three years of them being in the in the court system and in, in, in the jailhouse, like dealing with the conditions so that their man could come home earlier. And and Rod and, and, and Rowdy actually came home before Bobby because of just, you know, different parole sentences and all that. So um, shout out to Bobby Smurda and think about think about the world that Bobby Smurda's coming home to from the one that he left. Like when he when he when he was a free man, future and NBA young boy had nine less kids as a combo. I'm sorry. Yeah, in the time in time um Bobby's been 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 gone, future and NBA young boy had five or nine children allegedly. LeBron was still on the Cavaliers. Lil Uzi Vert was a new artist. Fetty Wap was a thing. Drake just released Views. Um, what else? This was this was Wait, you know, six years ago. Six years ago, I was what? 24? What was I doing at 24? <laughs> I had a comment, but I don't want to blow up your spot. No, please tell me. <laughs> please. What was I doing at 24? Probably being out here, being fast. Ooh, I was hanging with that girl we don't know. Exactly. Being fast. Think about it. Six years ago, it was 2015. Imagine what you were doing in 2015. Ooh, I know who I was dating at that. You know, exactly. A raggedy. Listen, because I know what I was doing. Let's go ahead, Calvin. Go ahead, Calvin. Go ahead. (laughs) Because, baby, I thought about 24 year old Alex and bitch. Get it together, bitch. <laughs> you don't know who you don't know. You don't know who you went home with again. <laughs> Was he a friend or a friend of a friend? 
<laughs> and your mama be ashamed if she knew about it. <laughs> I keep on piling the bodies on bodies. <laughs> you getting sloppy, girl. <laughs> I just want you to know. I just want you to know that you've had a long distance relationship <laughs> with the note the entire time. Like you and the note Ooh. have nowhere been close. You, 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 you and the note aren't even pen pals. Y'all, when y'all Jasmine like, Sullivan said, bitch, get it together, bitch. I felt that. Like, let me go get this shit together, bitch. How come y'all feel bad, but y'all don't feel like if, if it did good, I pay his rent, Jasmine Sullivan. Now, listen, I had this that. conversation last Sunday. Can I tell you what an idiot bitch I have been? First of yeah, all. please. This is content. Shut up, Calvin. Pre-Christ Alex, I had no problem with none of the shit she said. And that's the problem I had with the record because he lived with his mama, but I treat him like a king. Bro, do you know how many basements I have snuck my little ass into? Do you know, bro, Calvin? Calvin. <laughs> See, I had decency. Because back when I lived with my mom, right? And I, I lived with my mom for a short amount of time after college. Partly because, you know, I was legitimately trying to stack my bread up and get out of there. Partly because my mom lived too far away from the functions. So Yeah, that you bit- had to find something in the city, bro. You had to couch surf. And heaven forbid one of the niggas' couches you was couch surfing on had some acts set up. <laughs> no, listen, ra- listen. no, listen, 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 listen. This is story time with Calvin. This is story time with Calvin. Ooh, I like story time with Calvin. <laughs> Let me pour another glass. <laughs> I remember one time, and all there is going to be no names oh, in no. this story. I'm tired you, of getting cussed out. I'm tired. If you, if you this will Jim, be the last episode I will ever talk about my personal life on ever again. Oh, we're cool. I'm tired. If you get, if you get jammed up, don't mention my name. However, I remember one time, because again, I, like, so for those who don't know, I used to live like 45 minutes north of downtown Cincinnati. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it got to the point where me and, and, and the homie, we know the homie who who lived oh, yeah. out. Oh yeah. Relax. We 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 would take turns driving and carpooling. And it got to the point where I was like, look, it don't tell me if you because I had to drive downtown for work for the most part. So I had to drive 45 minutes one way every day. So shout out to my car. My car been through a lot. Um Your car, so, nigga. I'm not even driving my car right now. Never mind. I'm gonna say something real petty. Um, but like so so during the weekends or like the the best day was Friday. So Friday, I would literally pack a bag if I knew I was going out after work. I literally pack a bag, have it in the car, pack it when I come down. That way when I can when I leave work and just I can change, do whatever, all types of shit. Right. And but but when you live uh, forty Calvin years, had a hoe bag. <laughs> because at that time I was a hoe. So it made sense. Is that your hoe? I was, That's I was, my hoe too. I was a fresh out of undergrad whore. Do you understand Ew. me? Uh, I was a, nigga, the first little bit of real money, nigga, I was out here doing whatever. <laughs> them little TQL checks. <laughs> nigga, them little, them little dollars for, for, them for little that dollars. slave labor. For that slave labor. You better say slave doing. labor. They still emailing me to this day, nigga. Nigga, and, 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 nigga, they called me again, and I was like, you didn't read my resume all the way, did you? 
Because she read it, she was like, "Oh, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing y'all again. Y'all can, y'all can suck my dick from the back." Um, <laughs> no. So, so, so I would come down on Fridays. You know, what I'm saying have it, have a, have have a bad ready to change. You know, what I'm saying like king of the happy hours, whatever, whatever. And the crazy thing is, because you try to make shit shake. Because also, not only am I not bringing nobody back to my mama house, my mama house is too far for me to bring anybody back to. <laughs> imagine trying to imagine trying to sell a girl. After y'all done vibed at the function, hey, come back 45 minutes <laughs> so I can sneak you in. Oh, my God. Nigga, I just no. told that nigga to kiss my ass. Nigga, no. Uh-uh. I'm like, I literally had to be like, look, I don't I don't live anywhere close. We going to do this. We got to do it at your spot. Like, I don't mm-hmm. live nowhere close. It is. I Like, there was time, like, we don't condone drinking or driving, but there was time when I was, I knew I was walking into the function. Mm-hmm. I definitely drink and drive because I'm I'm poured up on on that trip on seventy five. Had to have my mm-hmm. little cuppy cup, you know. what I'm saying that way I could get to the function and not be stone cold sober. Anyway, so there's times where I would I would couch surf because we don't condone drinking and driving. We definitely don't condone drinking and driving forty five minutes. That's just mm-hmm. a setup. That's a setup for failure. So there's definitely time where I'm like I can't do it. Like I can't do it. So I would I would couch surf on, on on the homies' cribs, and I remember I was couch surfing on I was couch surfing on this one homie crib. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to that nigga, bro. <laughs> and the cra- and the, here's the crazy thing. This is all I'm gonna say. I guarantee the nigga that you have in the head is not the nigga I was couch surfing with because I made all the friends because I I needed options on couch surfs. You feel me? Don't want to wear out your welcome at any one spot. <laughs> So I was so I was scout surfing on this nigga crib, you know, after after a night of, you know, of, of good, clean, wholesome fun. You know, and, and, and mind you, I'm six five and couches don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm over here curled up and shit. And I just, you know, trying to fall asleep, but you it's hard to fall asleep on a couch. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to fall asleep on a couch. Couches aren't made for like sleep. They make for like naps and sitting. They're not made for sleeps. So I just remember. Being kind of like halfway awake, uh, and I see and I see Shorty walk out of walk out of the bedroom and like get ready to leave, and I I seen it, but I had to like quickly like roll over <laughs> so she didn't know I seen it. And when I tell you the Shorty that I saw was you could have gave me a hundred guesses on who that Shorty would be, I would have got him wrong. I... So imagine, imagine you being drunk, your nigga looking out for you, and I catch some tea off the dribble, and I just gotta, t- I gotta tuck it because I ain't a snitch. But I'm also like, well, I should, I shouldn't even notice because I'm supposed to be asleep. But I know that you two are out here playing with each other's no no squares. Ooh. And I, You feel me? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. And so I just, and so after a while, I could, that, because that life I was living was not sustainable. I needed a home base. <laughs> this nigga said not sustainable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was not sustainable to live where I was living. So I had needed a home base. And that's when I moved back. I moved into the, listen, and you want to talk about stories. There, there was a time I was subleasing. And this is one of the niggas that you know. I was subleasing, and when I tell you <laughs> that time, because cause you know me now, I live like in the way, but out the way. Like you don't know where I live unless you know where I live. Actually, this, yeah. 
this is not the case when I first moved to the city. I was no. suddenly in and, and and this nigga lived in the midst of everything. Everything, everything. I'm talking like we could walk to scene close. You hear me? Like we Man. could walk to scene close. And because both me and this young fine gentleman were just, you know, we you know who we are who we are, our house turned into the pregame spot because we were so close. Woo! Part of the reason I don't like niggas over at my house to this day. <laughs> to this day. And I'm and I remember one time where I got a text, like, what time should we be there for the pregame? And I was like, I didn't know we were having a pregame. Yeah, a pre-game. And then I looked at the kitchen. And, <laughs> and, and honey, you would have fought for dishes multiplied two by two like they was Noah's Ark. I'm like, we are bringing people over here in this? And I just remember hitting, hitting, our, hitting our friend. I'm like, when were you going to tell me? That nigga that like he made a career out of kicking it. We have no choice but to stand. We have no choice but to stand. Because you know baby, what I'm saying? But I was like, his shit right now. Because I was like, know. I was like, when were you going to tell me that we were having a pregame? And he was like, oh. We're having my, a pregame. My bad. Uh, we having a pregame. Can you, you know, straighten up? Pop- yeah, I'm like, <laughs> And, and 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 one thing, and the reason why I don't think I will ever, I'm not going to live with no one else until, like, I, I get married and shit. I hate cleaning up after other people's shit. I'm like, not going to hold you, my nigga. Niggas in their 30s that have roommates, I'm side-eyeing just a little bit. Unless it's in a city like New York or San Francisco or, yeah. like, D.C. Like, them cities that you, like, them that rent too so crazy you need a roommate for real, for real, if like, you try to live in the city. I'm not going to lie. Like, you got to, because I know some niggas that have kids and have roommates. And I'm like, bro, you a trifling motherfucker. Yo, your kid got fourth uncles. You know what I mean? Like, bro, that's the, yeah. <laughs> he he low-key got to be the god pair because he at the house more than you are. Like, bro, and like, he's accommodating because your work schedule. <laughs> like, what is going on? No, bro. I've seen some wild shit. And I'm like, uh, listen. Niggas in their 30s having roommates in Cincinnati and y'all live in a luxury apartment lets me know what it actually is. And y'all, honestly... Y'all, y'all ain't got y'all priorities together if you live in yeah, a luxury apartment yeah. with a roommate. Like, bro, you live at one little place, but it's four of y'all. Anyway. Like, <laughs> ma'am, ma- ma'am, we just, we just talked about this. Stop it. Because <laughs> you ain't about to make yourself apologize in every episode of Goddamn Trend. Stop it. Stop it right now. Honestly, that was a hypothetical. I don't know, but clearly it struck a nerve. Like, I just... It just... It, it sounded too specific <laughs> to be a hypothetical. <laughs> like, it's one of those ones like, ooh, that sounded real specific. Like, you were talking about someone. I <laughs> honestly was not. Not this time. <laughs> it just sounded like... That sounded like something that sound like you didn't experience. That, like, that was not tea. That was not tea. That's not tea. Not at all. <sighs> but... You know, just, you know, just and I don't of, make a habit out of going to niggas' houses. I do not do that shit. You niggas are dirty, and I just don't like. Honestly, no. If a nigga invites me over to his house and we haven't been out at least three times, I know what you want. Does it have to be three times, or can it be like one really good time? Mm, nah, I'm not trying to be at your house after the first date. 
Okay, so cause, so, so 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 hear me out. <laughs> Cause I, there's been again pre 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 Corona, pre you know what I'm saying, I, I'm delivered now. But there's been times where you know we've had you know what I'm saying the first first day, first day was solid, first day was great. I am undefeated on first date. Every first date I've ever been on wants a second one because I have good conversation and I pay. Talk your shit, King. Um, and there's a time where I'm just like, you know, you catch a vibe because you you have to be very careful because you you don't want to misinterpret the vibe. Now I'm I'm not gonna sit here and cap because I don't. Yeah, don't like you know what I'm saying. Don't lie to me. I'm not gonna sit here and cap. I've had a first date go so well. I, I was just like, yeah, come over, like, um. It's I'm a, blushing. Oh my god, I'm blushing. <laughs> no, because it happened. It happened. Remember with the 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 really really romantic like sweeping fucking date that I told you about. That yeah. that actually happened. Like it, yeah. Like it was cool and it made sense at the time. So I was like, why not? But <clears throat> and, and so that's what I'm saying, right? And that's what I'm saying because it's not one of those things. I don't invite women to the house anymore, anyway. But I don't invite women to the house on the first date. Because I'm like, you could rob me. I don't know you. I don't know you from Eve. That the was fuck? my plan. Honestly. Like, it depends. It, all right, I'm going to be honest. It fucking depends. It motherfucking depends on how well the date is going. If it's obvious that this date is going well, and it just so happens to lead there, that's and, one and, thing. And, and but it's two, one of those things where wait, I asked them, like, you want to watch a movie after this? And you want to go, you know what I'm saying? Watch, like, want to go watch something? Like, what you want? I mean, you don't want, you just don't want to be, because one thing I fucked up with, it was, like, being too blatant, because it's, like, you're thinking you're just trying to be honest, but you're, but you're also, like, fucking up the entire, like, mood of shit. So I'm just, like, you want to go, like, you want to go back and watch a movie or something? Like, you want to get, like, grab another drink or two? What you want to do? Sort of thing. So, honestly, that's that's the perfect segue because if I'm cool where I'm at, I could be like, no, let's just grab a drink real quick. Or if I really want to, let, if I'm letting you know that like there's there's an end here, I'm like, no, we can go catch a movie. Like I'll let you know. But to be honest with you, <clears throat> I do date. I do go on a couple dates. Like I go on a date. I you know I'm not gonna lie. I go on a date at least once a week. At least once a week, and it doesn't have to be anything serious. Sometimes it'd be like, oh shit, well, Alex, if you've got opening your schedule, I go on a lot of like platonic, really like I end up paying for myself things. I go on some of those too. Simply because I want you to know I don't want shit from you. This is not going anywhere. Like typically, I'll be honest. I have a question for you. I'll be honest. I will be honest. Lately, if a guy has asked to take me out, I have always paid for myself at this point because I don't want you to think I want anything from you because I don't. That's not the space that I'm in right now. That's not. I, have a que- I have a question for you. What's up? Think about all the times that you have Netflix and chilled in your life. Okay. What is the top two movies that niggas always oh. put on when they try to Netflix and chill? If I'm trying to Hulu and do you, I'm going to just put on Snowfall. Because niggas love Snowfall. It's like, it, you don't even argue about it. Snowfall, duh. Oh, shit, yeah, Snowfall. Or if niggas haven't seen Snowfall, I'm putting you on to something. Everybody loves Snowfall, bro. So, yeah. So, so you, so you, so I'm, what have niggas put on for you? Okay. When you, when you fire stick and dick or, or Hulu and commitment, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, what have niggas put on for you? The, my favorite had it been this nigga put on Love Jones. 
And he was just like, bro, you know all the words. I, I know all the words. I do. So he put on Love Jones. I love that one. Um, another good one is that I actually got hit to Ozark because I was kicking it with the same nigga who put on Love Jones. And he was just like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, like, you have taste taste. I was like, yeah, I have, like, and I was sitting there. I was getting into it. I said, Marty Bird gonna live. I don't know how, but he gonna live. And they were like, it was season one. And now, like, we've long been stopped kicking it. Like, he's actually, like, got a really nice girlfriend. I'm, we went to dinner not too long ago, like, with the three of us just to hang out. And we were started talking about it. I was like, bro, I'm hooked. And, like. I look, Calvin, I don't have strangers, okay? There are no people if you're like, I don't meet strangers. I've never met a stranger. People like me. And when motherfuckers meet me, they're like, bro, she's cool as shit and she's not on the bullshit and bygones are bygones. I don't see the issue. And that's honestly how I process shit. Now, of course, there are levels to that shit. I'm not just kiki and cool with everybody. You obviously know that. But like, if motherfuckers can be cool, we just gonna be cool. And this was one of those situations where it's like, it was what it was. Niggas have moved on, but we're still friends. Like, and if friends work, it works. Like, he got a baby on the way and everything. Like, sending, I literally just, I literally just sent them a Tiffany's bracelet. Like, just did. You sent it for your Tiffany's bracelets now, nigga? Well, it's, it's for the baby. <laughs> I'm the baby. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know the movie I would always... You know the movie I would put on? There's two what? movies I would put on. One, you're going to be mad at me for. Mad as fuck. Because it's paid in full. Oh, my fucking... If a nigga ever put on paid in full... <laughs> I can't even talk no shit. Because I had a nigga put on belly before, and I was in there like, bro, that's my shit. It, it, it's so... The reason You put on paid in full, Calvin, bro. Here's you don't a, give a fuck about the bitch. <laughs> like, damn. Here's, here's the reasoning behind it. Are you can't can I explain the reasoning sure, behind bro, it? Sure, bro, because you trifling, bro. You trifling. Bro, if a nigga ever try to fuck me to money, Mitch, I'd be mad as hell. <laughs> bro, is this a manifestation? Like, are you trying to like, bro? Because no, I believe yeah. it's so I'm like, bro, is this like, are you trying to sex magic your way into some money? Like, bro, what? Yes, why? nigga. I'm trying to, I'm trying to manifest. Oh, but, my okay. God. So here's the reasoning why. And so I didn't want to put on a movie that's super whack because it's just going to, she, she not going to fuck with it. She, she going to be annoyed. She, she might leave. But if you put on a movie that's too good, and then you try to like do your little Netflix and children. She's like, no, she really into the movie now. And she's going to be like, no, nigga. Like, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened in here. I mean. <laughs> and so paid in full was that middle ground where she, you know, she'll, she'll be interested in it enough to not be mad and leave. But it's paid in full. So she's not going to really give a fuck if, if her viewing experience gets interrupted. For any reason, and it's also a movie that if it gets interrupted, you can look, you can you can look at the movie at any point and automatically be right back in the plot. You ain't gotta like pay attention to some shit. You ain't gotta like, ooh, I missed what the fuck. Like, boom, there we go. So that's why Paid in Full is was like my Netflix and chill movie. You feel me? Because because it was like you're gonna be interested in enough because it's a hood classic to watch it and not be super mad. It's not like I'm putting on some random shit. You know what I mean? But also, you're not going to be super interested where, like, if I try to, like, go ahead and do what I need to do, you'll be like, no, nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm focused. And so, because, yeah. like, that's why some of the movies that, like, The Love Jones or, like, you know what I'm saying, The Love and Basketball or some movies, like, it's Bro, too I good. Bro, I hate Love and Basketball. 
Love and Basketball is a terrible movie. It's, it's a terrible movie, bro. It's, First it's of a, all, a he had a, a he had a fucking fiance, bitch. Let me play you for my heart, bitch. Suck my dick, bro. You, <laughs> bro. Honestly, Tyra Banks, she should have whooped Sonal like this ass, bro. I my was like, yeah. um, um, uh, imagine being a fiance, and then you gotta tell your story, like, like, damn, what happened to you? And what happened to you? And uh, she played you me for my heart. <laughs> yeah, like, no, but imagine the fiance, man. Like, what happened with you and Omar? Um, man, let me tell you this. This bitch played up, came overseas, wanted to play this nigga one on one for his heart. She lost, and this nigga still left. Like, how you lose a game and win? If your pussy don't yank, just say that. Clearly, Tyra Banks did have mid great pussy in that movie. Honestly, there's a philosophy. I, I think Ty, Tyra Banks has mid great pussy in real life, but that's not, that's neither, neither here nor there. You know who else speaks has mid grade pussy in real life? Ooh, oh my God, Calvin. Why do I want to know? <laughs> Halle Berry. I think her pussy sucks. <laughs> because Halle, Halle Berry is fine as hell. She is fine with long hair. She is fine with short hair. She is fine. <laughs> she is fine on a chair. She is fine on a desk. She is fine over here. She is fine over there. She is fine Ooh. no matter what she's doing. Like in Boomerang, back by Prime Halle, when she had that short haircut, Still fine. When she grew her when hair, out, very she like fine. black men, her pussy was fire. But I, but I just, I just think of all the times. You know, the, I think that's some bomb ass pussy. <laughs> no, but all the times I think about all the niggas who was fucking Halle Berry, and then just did Halle Berry dirty with no really, reg- no real regards. She, I'll put it like this: her, 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 her pussy's either mid or she's crazy as hell. Those are the only two options. Because Halle Berry getting done, how Halle Berry got done, don't make sense. You know, I'm be honest with you. You know, I, who, who whose pussy you think fire? Because I have, but I that's some bomb ass. Because I have, I have a, another <laughs> suggestion, and you're gonna see, and you're gonna feel me when I say it. But who, like, who you, you think? know what? I need you to understand. You know what? She got bomb pussy, and I know she know what to do with a strap. Like I know you know. Oh, so you talking about somebody? You talking about somebody else? Ah, you know who I think, bro. I want to fuck the shit out of Tiana Taylor so bad. I don't even want. I don't want her husband. No parts. I don't like, bro. You could just watch if you have to, if you must. But I want Tiana Taylor to like do me bad, badly. Ruin, he ruined me. Ruin my motherfucking life, bro. You and you know who I think. And this is not this is not something somebody that I would ever want to fuck. <laughs> you know who I think has some bomb pussy, and I just know because Ooh. of just how Ariana Grande. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Actually, about it. hear me out. Mac Miller gave her a lot of credibility, bro. You feel me, Mac? You know how pussy how bomb the pussy got to be for you to make the define feminine. Because you fucking with Shorty? Yeah. Pete Davidson got her logo tattooed on him. You know when Sean, when Sean was fucking with uh, Ariana? You know what album he made? Dark Sky Paradise. Listen, So I'm Good is about... So Good I'm featuring Cash Doll is about Ariana Grande. I'm just, saying. I'm just saying. Think about like think about how think about all the nasty shit she's talking on positions. Think about it. Think about I'm not going to lie to you. Ariana, bro... I told y'all, excuse me, I love you on Netflix is a banger. 
But I know she be getting that little ponytail yanked out her motherfucking skull. Motherfucker out here doing the, doing that bitch like Wonder Woman's lasso, just like. Because <laughs> let me tell you what the fuck I would do with it. You want to know who like on some cool shit? And I, y'all, please don't drag me. Please. I'm gonna judge the fuck out of you. Just FYI, just so you know, I'm gonna judge the fuck out of you. You want to know another woman that I would like? Just like maybe ten minutes with. Just, just ten. Just ten. Kalani. I just please. Because I will say this honestly, well, and it's the not way, the way Victoria Monet sing about her. I can see it. Yeah. Oh my god! I just you, oh. But Kalani also has terrible taste in niggas. He does it for me. Kalani also has terrible. She dated YG. I mean, she has terrible taste in niggas, but most of us do. Let's be honest. I have terrible taste in men. Terrible. I like niggas that are terrible for me. You just like short, bald niggas with money. It's okay. Yeah, I do. But and honestly... If, if I have a beard, the better. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The shorty that... Not that I'm supposed to have my eye on any fucking body. You've already, I, you've already lost the bet. Because oh yeah, you already paid me. You paid me. Boss. I already paid you. But the guy that like, eh, I don't want to say like. I do like him. I do like him. I actually, uh, we're gonna see each other very soon. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um. Uh yeah, I'm kind of fucking with it. I like the way he dresses. I love the way he dresses, but um. You know, there's a shorty of 71 I, I look at quite often, and I'm like, he's tall, at least. I'm going to shut up, because I don't want to get yourself jammed up anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to just leave it right there. Because honestly, I doubt, I doubt, I highly doubt, I highly the doubt. Funny, the funniest thing to happen is you don't realize I have spies everywhere. I know, bro. And I be getting jammed up. <laughs> you be getting jammed up in cities I don't live in. And niggas be like, hey, yo, let me help you out. Woo, I hate these niggas, bro. <laughs> Honestly, bro, the only thing Calvin's going to be like is for just make sure she's all right. He's not going to check me. He's going to be like, just make sure she's okay. I hate that. You know, the last time I was up 71, I think I know who texted you. Shout out to you, bro. Shout out to you. And if you grow some balls and ask me out, I'd probably say yes to you. But you're not going to do that. So, shout out to you. Well, first and foremost, black men don't cheat. Um, oh, so it's not who I think it is. Perfect. Black men don't cheat. Perfect. Um, yeah, look. My spies aren't just limited to the people you know I know. Yeah, but like you don't know who I know either, Calvin, bro. I know a lot of people. <laughs> Anyways, um, before we head out of here, I wanted I wanna do I Oh, wanna, we have to log uh, off? No. I thought we had like ten no, minutes. No, I just I we we have ten minutes, but I want to make sure I say this okay. on this step okay. on this episode. So otherwise, you know me and you, we'll get to another tangent and next thing y'all know. <laughs> It's up in the stuck somewhere. Um, prayers go out to Tiger Woods. Oh no! Um, what happened? So yesterday, I've been, 
I've been, I've been, yeah. Yesterday, we got an alert. We got an alert, like, after, like, mid, like, 11, 12 o'clock Eastern time. Um, that Tiger Woods was involved in a single car accident. A single car oh car God. accident. And, and like, you know, information was scarce at the time, but like, with the way the last 12 months have gone, and with Tiger's history of just car accidents and just all types of shit, all the stuff that Tiger has gone through in his life, whether it's been self-inflicted or not. Right. Hearing, getting that alert like Tiger Woods involved in car accident, you're just like, come on, bro. Like, like it, like to honestly, it felt like Kobe for me. Initially, yeah. Where just you get this alert out of nowhere and just like, what the, what the fuck? And you're just like, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. Because like right. the car was totaled. So what they, so it was oh a single, car, single car accident. He like rolled over, like just 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 bad, and so you immediately like you you just especially when they start saying they had to use the jaws of life to get him out of the car, and you're just you're just hoping and praying. You're just like please, please, please. So I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is Tiger Woods is alive and and looks and he's alive, and the injuries that he has is non life threatening. Bad news is, is he he has two crush injuries to his lower leg. Mm. Um, he had like in his, in one of his legs, I think his right leg, he has a com- not only a compound fracture, so like the bone was out of the body. You know what I mean? He also shattered his ankle, mm. and like they're saying that in his other leg, it's like similar, similar. Like, he had multiple leg injuries. In fact, needed immediate surgery. So, it's not a definite, but it's very possible that we have seen Tiger Woods play his last competitive round of golf. Um, and for someone who was competitive as Tiger is, someone who, from the moment from the moment he was born, he was pushed and destined to be a golf player, and right. he became arguably the greatest golfer to ever live. For and and for this to be kind of his, for this potentially to be his last chapter, and his last chapter was written for him prematurely. Like we were just kind, of, we were just starting to see him become a become a dad golfer, like and show his son around, and you know, it, and put his son on the game, and like right. he was just now coming into that second, that third act of his. And for this to happen, you know what I'm saying? It just it, it, a it felt. It, it it felt wrong. It was like I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to, and and part of the other reason it felt wrong was because all of the coverage behind it, like people were wondering, like was he drunk? Was he impaired? And like to the point where the where the police had to come out, I was like, no, he wasn't impaired. He didn't have anything in the system. It was an accident. Like the worst he may have been doing was like texting and driving. It was an accident. It wasn't like he was driving drunk because he it was this was in the morning in L.A. This is like seven o'clock in the morning, like Pacific time. But also, just like the ESPN had like nonstop coverage of it. The New York Post, which by the way, fuck the New York Post, 
Like the yeah, day after the New York pros, the day after like posted a story about him and like the mistresses. And I'm like, fam, this man is over here on two broken legs and y'all over here doing, you know what I mean? It just, so I wanted to make sure because for me and we, the tiger's transgressions are well known, right? He, his, the, he was a byproduct of how he was right. Right. But his documentary was excellent. But you got to understand, like, my generation, our generation, we grew up with Tiger. From, like, he was, for a lot of black people, their gateway into golf. Right. You know, you know what I mean? And so, like, from 96 to 2008, he was, it was a constant. You know what I'm saying? He was, Tiger Woods, at his peak, was better at golf than anybody else was better at anything else in their life. That's how good he was. And then, I'll put it like this. Tiger Woods had to take a leave of absence because injuries he had. He had to take a leave of absence because of personal shit. And, not, and he was demonized over personal shit. He was demonized over infidelity. And he was demonized in a way that I bet dollars to donuts was, was going to be the same case if Tiger Woods was white. It, where the, to the point where he came back. His first tournament back was Augusta. They held a press conference Basically telling Tiger Woods he got to own up and apologize. A press conference. Imagine. Baby, let me tell you, the biggest, fattest, middle finger stuck my dick. You you motherfuckers would have got out of me. Like, that's what Tiger Woods was. Tiger Woods, and we could talk about all the, all the ways and all the racial identities. Tiger Woods was the black face that came in and broke down barriers. For the people behind him to be able to do what they needed to do, um, and, and and to see potentially his career, to see potentially him not going out on his own terms, but him kind of being forced out because of circumstances, it's sad, bro. And like you want to be thankful that he's alive because the last twelve months, like my heart sank when I when I when I got that alert, like because it. it I promise you, it felt like Kobe last year. Like, it took me forever to really believe that Kobe was gone. Like, I was, right. we were, we were holding out on hope. Like, nah, man. Like, nah, nah, nah. That's the same thing. It was just like, nah, not Tiger. Like, this is not, this is not how it's gonna go down. So, I want to make sure I say, you know, prayers to Tiger and his family. We wish him a full recovery, and hopefully, if it's if it's if it's God's will, if it's up to him. He gets back out in the golf course to be able to do the thing that he loved. And be, before we go, I just wanted to make sure I say that because otherwise I was going to forget. And I just oh, no. first the tiger, first the tiger for sure. Like for sure, your feelings on your feelings on him aside, no one deserves to, to have that yeah. happen. I really truly hate how people take moments of tragedy to remind people that oh yeah, he's still a piece of shit. Okay, well, let's worry about that when he's, like, healthy enough to defend and fight for himself. Um, I don't think that sometimes tragedy is not the time to remind people of themselves. Like, bro, we get all that, but everybody's human. And when people get hurt, you, you give them space to heal. And I think it's real pussy, to be honest, when you got to knock somebody while they're down. Because when they're on their ten toes, you can't stand a chance. So, let's just prayers for Tiger, bro. 
And honestly, I've never had anything bad to say about Tiger Woods. I understood Tiger. I don't think that... Like, that documentary shows that, like... It shows a lot. He was, he was kind of doomed from a start. He was. And I don't think... And I, what's crazy is that... And as somebody who is very much so a jack of a mini trade, uh, very much so a jack of mini trade, Master of None is perfect. And I think Tiger Woods is one of those people where I don't think golf, I don't think he chose golf. I think golf chose him. And there's some resentment there. Just a little bit. And it doesn't take away from the greatness that he is or the strength or the time or the investment that he put into his craft because he is by far one of the greatest of our time. Right? And no, nobody can argue with that. I would never argue that. But the why behind the reasons why people do things is not always is not always the measure of why they're also successful at. So, prayers to Tiger, and I pray that he finds healing on the inside and out. Um, you have a hot take. I do have a hot take. I do. I really do. And I saw it on Twitter when I like popped in briefly. Um, y'all, if, so I saw this on Twitter and it said, if Waffle House served bottomless mimosas, it would be the perfect brunch spot. And to be honest with you, I agree. (laughs) All they got to do is switch up the playlist, get some fucking champagne in that bitch. Bro, it's perfect. Limited capacity. You know a fight gonna break out. Bro, it might as well be Copa except with like 600 square feet. Like, bruh, it's perfect. Now, (laughs) some people, some people enjoy watching the world burn. I'm people. We know big airy energy, big, big bloods, all that shit. Now, I want you to think of a fuckery that you see in Waffle House. On a normal, a normal pre-COVID day. I'm Think of a fucker. Calvin, let me and, tell you something. Let me, let me. And I, admittedly so, I'm probably talking about, I'm probably included in the same population of people that I'm getting ready to criticize. So understand that this comes from a very honest place, okay? Certain people don't understand the concept of Certain people, I'm, I'm telling you, they don't understand the concept of there's nothing going on. Nothing. Nothing. Because there's always something happening. So it doesn't mean that they anticipate, like it behooves you to anticipate chaos. The problem with that is that when you anticipate something, you sometimes manifest it. And serving champagne in Waffle House Sounds is like manifesting a grand chaos. Idea, bro. Light no. it up, bro. What? No. Oh my gosh. So you don't watch wrestling, but there is what? an event. There is an Waffle event House called the liquor license. Is, no, it doesn't, bro. What yes, the fuck? No. Ooh. Do you do you, you don't watch wrestling? I want you to Google the Royal Rumble and see the chaos. I used to watch wrestling. Yes. No. Waffle House. No. Liquor license. Waffle House is is wild enough on the late night when niggas are already drunk. You want niggas to get drunk at Waffle House? And then 
with with with, with cooks who are on their third strike, uh, waitresses who got three gold teeth and three kids. Yes. In a no. Yes. What the fuck is wrong with you? All I need, all Waffle House needs is a fire playlist and a liquor license, baby. I would go nowhere else. (laughs) I just. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I agree. I can't want. I can't want better for you than you want for yourself. I would go nowhere else. I would be a regular. Sort of God. No. Sometimes, sometimes I would watch the chaos. Sometimes I would be the chaos. But either way, I had a great time. (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you? Like, sort of God. I am am perplexed. I am. I swear. I swear to God. No. Absolutely not. Fuck no. 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 Like. That's like that's like going to a fire and throwing gasoline on it. You are arsonist. Light it up. That's like that's like giving that's that you you are out here giving Mel more crack. That's what you're doing. Hate the player, <laughs> the game, player or the game. Oh. <laughs> I hate I I hate you for that stupid ass <laughs> idea. That's what I hate you. <laughs> Ooh. Listen, sometimes Twitter has gems, and that was absolutely one of them. That was not a gem. That was, tw- no, that, that was, was like, wonderful. that was a, a soiled diaper that you find in the dumpster. No. <laughs> no. Calvin, do you have a, a positive note you would like to end this on? Don't put champagne in Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you have to choose peace. <laughs> And, and choosing peace is not putting champagne in the I Waffle House. So, so analyze, analyze your life and analyze what is the Waffle House of your life. I am and it can be it could be it could be a nigga, it could be a shorty, it could be a child. Analyze whatever the Waffle House Ooh. is in your life and analyze do you want to put champagne in the Waffle House? That's like putting spinners on a beater. That's like putting no. That's like putting LeBron on the Bengals. No. Just oh, no. Man. No. So whatever, however this translates into your life, I want you to hear this and hear this good. <laughs> Do not put champagne in the Waffle House. That is my note I want to end this with. Do not put champagne on the goddamn Waffle House. The fuck is wrong with you? You know, my positive note, you'll actually be proud of, Calvin. It's accountability. Sometimes it is you. It sometimes, is you. Sometimes it's you. It's not the neighbor down the street. It's not them. It's not what they think. It's not they got the wrong idea. It's not that they're confused. It's you. It's you. And when you're tired of being wrong, apologize. Sincerely. And then when you apologize, say you're sorry. Because I'm a firm believer that an apology is, I recognize how my actions made, your, made you feel. Sorry means that it won't happen again. Because the fact that your feelings are affected affects my feelings too. And then you'll actually make changes because now you're invested. So that's why I always say, if you're not sorry, don't say sorry. But at least apologize for the fact that your feelings got hurt. 
recognize that your actions had something to do with their feelings. That's an apology. Sorry means that the fact that your feelings are hurt by my actions also hurts my feelings. So now you have to do something about it. That's the difference between an apology and I'm sorry for anybody who didn't know. So apologize. Say you're sorry and commit and devote yourself to being a better person if that's what you want to do. The other side of that is if you're not, then don't. But also, you cannot hold people accountable for the way that they choose to move with you because you chose not to be wrong. You don't want to be wrong. You don't think you're wrong. You don't believe that you're wrong. And you're too arrogant to see how your feelings affect other people. And you're going to stand on that. That's on you. I respect it. Fuck it. But motherfuckers also have the opportunity to move clean around that arrogant bullshit. They don't have to stand for it. I never recommend anybody to, to settle for abuse. Whatever that looks like to you. You don't have to take nobody's shit. But nobody got to take yours either, bro. Or sis. I think bro is gender neutral. So bro. But like, seriously. Growth is also understanding that as you grow out, you sometimes cross into things that don't always belong to you. So recognize when you've done that adjust your roots, and continue to grow. But recognize that you share space with other people and make sure that your growth does not impose. Does not, there's a way to do it. There's always a way to do things. Being so myopic has cost me more than I honestly am willing to share. It behooves you to be unselfish because you do share this world with people. Even if you don't care about them, you do at least share the world with people. So treat people how you would want to be handled. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, CJ. We are out of here. Peace. I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot.